welcome to a thing called Wellness Conversations here. We're trying something new at Southwest. It is a podcast in which we're trying to focus around spreading awareness for mental health. I will be your host for today, Eric Gonzalez, along with my co-host. Luna Andrade. And we appreciate you guys coming in and listening to what we, you know, have to say for this. And I believe our first topic for today is destigmatizing. But before we get into that, I would first like to address something. We are by no means experts in the realm of mental health, but we do have resources in which we can give you. Resources we can give you is the National Suicide Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. But the three-digit code is 988. Or you could text HOME, that is H-O-M-E, to 741-741. Uppercase or lowercase doesn't matter. That is HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. Again, we wholeheartedly, you know, encourage everyone to seek out help if they are suffer from these challenges and it is just one thing in which we're trying to do here just to spread awareness for something and to spread awareness for mental health and its challenges that come along with it but of course getting into today's topic of destigmatizing mental health and it may sound like a weird word like destigmatizing it's like what does that mean so Luna would you like to take over for this one Stigmatizing is to remove the shame or disgrace towards a certain conversation topic. In our case, we want to remove the stigma from mental health. We want to let it be known that it's okay if you're struggling with mental health challenges and worries. It's okay to reach out for help. You may be wondering, like while listening to this, why is this important? Why do we have to do this? And sadly, it is something, especially in today's society, which it may seem like it's talked about a lot, but there's still a lot of stigma around surrounding mental health, such as people who feel as though they're suffering from mental health challenges, such as depression and anxiety. They feel as though they're ostracized and they feel as though they're kind of like, you know, they're different from the other people. They're like, something's not wrong with me. I'm not normal. That even comes, that's worse, especially when they're trying to seek help for something like that. Like more and more like sad because they're like, if I seek help, people will think something's wrong with me. And nobody wants to really stand out. Everyone sort of wants to fit in. So that's really problems that come along with and why we're trying to destigmatizing, destigmatize um, the thing around mental health. But there are some questions for this. It is like, why is destigmatizing important, especially in our community as well? So if you would like to take that. In our community, it kind of even shows on how we all try to act like everything is okay. Everything, we're not having challenges. We're only doing academically well in school. But even if you are doing academically well or not well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're you show people that you're you're the fun person, you're the funny person, you're the person that everyone wants to be around, or if you're the stereotypical loner, like you don't want to be around people. We're just trying to make it shown like it doesn't matter where you are on the society food chain. Like we just want to make it known that you're you're a human. Like you're okay. And 2019, because as we went into the pandemic. A few months later, when we thought everything was going okay, we had a loss here at Southwest High. A student died by suicide, and that's when a few students here that are now graduates decided that this cannot happen anymore. We need to make it known that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to reach out for help. And here at Southwest High, with the coalition, we do lunches, we do events with counselors, we do events with behavioral health, we have people like Danny and Hazel, and they have their table, and basically when you go up to their table, you look at the form that they have, it doesn't have your name, it doesn't have your address, it just asks you for your gender, and then you have your age group, 16 to 25, 
and then it has where you live and then after that they just start having nice conversations with you and those conversations just really rile up and you're just like okay uh, you have you get a bit more of confidence and you decide to come back more often that's mainly what they're trying to do to gain your trust to help you out and i believe they also said gender and that really goes into something else which is cultural expectations when it comes to dealing with uh, sort of mental health because everyone is sort of expected to perform a certain way and to act a certain way luna would you like to take this as well here at Southwest High, we have a mix of different races, so we know from a few different friends that are experiencing the same issues as we are. Almost 90% of our uh, community is Mexican, so here we hear a lot of, oh, I can't do that because I have to do this assignment, and if I don't do this assignment, my parents will be disappointed. And there's different ethnicities such as Asian and even Western Europe where we all were like all expressing each other to our friends and we're like oh my god if I don't do that I'm gonna fail I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that and at home it's certain expectations for the future it's certain what's gonna happen because we have certain stressors they're very similar and I think it's like that sort of how do I say it um expectation to perform at a certain level yeah that can really weigh down on a person and in doing so, it really brings along also all of these challenges, which they pile on and pile on and pile on until it becomes the straw that broke the camel's back. Eventually, you keep putting all these things on, and eventually you're going to break. It doesn't matter like how tough you may think you are. There's a, there's a point in which you can get which you just completely fold. And it's completely understandable to do so, but you just have to learn to get back up. And learning to get back up, especially when it comes to dealing with mental health challenges, is through get, finding help. Mm -hmm. which is what we're trying to do here is to have more people seek help for what, you know, for the different sorts of challenges that they're facing. Especially when you're comparing yourself towards another student or your parents are comparing you to a different student. Like my parents tell me this all the time. Oh, look at this kid in Korea. He graduated at 15. And I'm like, that's nice. What does that have to do with me? Like it hurts. It hurts. It hurts when you get compared to other things. But like you said, sometimes like it, it begins sort of with like yourself. You yeah. got to get, you have to you get have yourself. You have to focus on you. It's more not where they're taking you. It's where you want to be, where you want to go. Knowing your limitations and how to sort of like, you know, to set them. It's really hard for some people to do because they feel like I can always do more. Yeah, that's my big this. issue. I can, I can do, I can do more than this. Your mind can only handle so much and your, and your body can only handle so much. It's both a physical and mental thing. It's also the guilt to where it's like, oh, I should have done more because now I haven't. 89 point something, and I could have had an A. Back on track when it comes to destigmatizing. All the things we talked about are reasons why you should seek help. But a lot of people don't do it because of all the stigma that surrounds it. It's like yeah. a giant wall. Like, imagine, like, it's a giant, like, mental health is in the middle, and there's a giant wall with all the problems that people think they have. People throwing stuff over the wall, making you shrink down, just, oh, do this, oh, do that. But why didn't you do this? You're just there thinking, oh, I should have, I should have, I should have. But it's not what you should have, what you could do now. Helping yourself, helping your mind spiritually, physically, mentally. All those are great factors. And with all the stressors that come in, you just start to lower yourself. Because what I used to do, I used to just act all happy and just be okay, miss positive all the time. And that was really hurting me. It was hurting my, my physical life. It was hurting my spiritual life. It was hurting my mental health, most of all. And just knowing when it's okay to just come back and speak to someone. Because it was a hard time during the pandemic. 
And that's something else into itself, the pandemic. Everyone hates yeah. talking about it. Yeah. I hate talking about it. It's not a fun topic because everyone went through so much. But it's already been like, what, a year that we're out of it already? It's been a year. And what we're slowly learning to do, slowly but surely, is learning to get back on our feet. And in doing so, some people went through a lot. That it was very difficult to do. And some people like some people lost family members, some people lost very close friends during this, and it was a really hard time for everyone. But what we need to what like people like to focus on is getting back on your feet. And getting back on your feet means seeking help. And what I mean by seeking help is whether to go see someone to talk to, go talk to someone, but it doesn't matter what like people want to say to you. Like if they'd be like, "Oh, I want to seek help," but if they shun you for it, like that's another thing into on itself, like yeah. entirely. There's many different challenges that we had before, but now it's more of the, okay, I'm gonna work on me because that's important. That this is the time, because we're high school students, of course, and you can even be an adult listening to this. But it's just the more of the time to we can do this now as myself. I'm working on me at this point of time. And of course, like the whole destigmatizing thing we're trying to go into here, I believe we should dive more into that. What we mean by we're trying to destigmatize it is that it's a giant wall to climb when it comes to trying to break down all of this. It's like a, we're slowly chipping away at it, kind of like we have a small pickaxe. But the more people we get to seek help and seek help, we get more. We get one more pickaxe, and to slowly chip away at the wall. And it's a big wall. Like we have to continue and continue. And by ways we can do so is by having, let's say, I believe it's something that we here do at Southwest. It's when a group of people get together and they just talk it out. And by doing this, it gets people to sort of break out of their shell. A few of our students even went with them. And it was a good, it was, it was the most open and friendly environment I've been in. And it was really surprising because it was like more like, whoa, there are adults out there that understand my struggles. And of course, there's people from like a multitude of like problems and backgrounds from what they're facing. And that is actually one step closer into what we can do to destigmatize mental health. Because like I said, you can be shunned for it. You can be made fun of for it. As sad as it sounds, you can be made fun of for trying to seek better help for yourself. Going to see a therapist isn't always seen as positive. A lot of people here see it as, oh, you're going to a therapist. What's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with you. There's just... Sometimes we just need a little bit more support. If it's too much for you, talk to someone. Something as simple as talking to a friend for like 10 minutes and to just like, just tell them your problems like, oh, how was your day? Oh, it was okay. It's like, what's wrong? And if you continue to ask them and they open up to you, that's good. That's a little less taken off of them. And of course, encourage them to seek help. Because you need to remember that you're not the therapist either. You're, you have your own set of problems. You don't want to be that therapist friend. We know it's hard to not be that person you want to support them but the best support you can give someone is helping them reach that confidence to or give talk them to another someone. pillar to like go to yeah and kind of give them exactly. like another thing to stand on like a more sturdier ground because it's nice the fact that you know maybe you want to help them and you're like oh i'm listening to their struggles but it piles onto yourself as well like you've got to remember that when you're talking to someone and they're emptying all these problems to you you're sort of taking them onto yourself and that's really bad if you continue to continue to do it. So please encourage someone to go seek like help if they need it, be like a therapist or anything else to do so. And coming back to, as encouraging your friends to come seek help, it really adds on to the scary frame as you're moving up grade levels. Because as freshmen are entering, they have higher responsibilities now. Because now it's like, oh, 
if I don't do well in school, I probably won't get anywhere in life. And as seniors move on to college, it's more of the age factor. Like, oh, you're 18? Do you already have a life plan? Do you have where to go, where to I be? I would like to say, like, to the upcoming freshmen, juniors who see this, juniors, any, anyone, like, a lower classman, if you, like, it's a lot to, especially if you're an incoming eighth grader coming into freshman year, it is going to be a lot for you. And Look, even though the schools aren't that big, it's very confusing. Yes. I remember my freshman year, and it was I was like I was lost, and it I was, was a lost. lot because you get angry at yourself because you're like it was so embarrassing. Like, Man, I I want, but it's all right. Just learn mm -hmm. to breathe, relax, and of course, being a freshman, it can be taxing on someone because you have all these classes to go to. And as incoming freshmen are coming into this high school level, it's really of more of the new responsibilities because as a freshman, many people can say, oh, freshmen don't have they're not expected of anything, but that's completely wrong. U.S. freshmen have the right to do whatever you please as you're learning how to be a freshman in high school. You're learning, you're learning more about yourself and as you're growing. And as a senior, as you're leaving the school, going off to college, it's more faced with the, do you have your life on the line? Do you have a place where you're going to stay for college? How much are you going to pay for college? It's more on the emotional strain of entering a new place for both because that's because freshmen are entering and they have a new chance and seniors are leaving and it's more of is your life going to be okay? Are you set up? And that's really scary, honestly. And it's really, it's terrifying because it's like, oh, after this, I have to figure it out. It, it, it comes with the struggles of growing yeah. up and growing older. We're growing. And... That's, I believe that is something that should be talked on into itself. And, of course, some ways in which you can, like, deal with uh, the challenges you're dealing with is pick up a hobby. Luna, would you like to share some things I wish you do to sort of relax? Sure. A few things I do to relax is I know not some of us may be readers, but I, I like to read a lot, and I like to write. I like to write different poems, even if they're, like, little short stories for me to pick up on later in the future. I like to do that because I like creating different characters and bringing them to life. And it's just a new way to breathe, in a way. And another hobby that I like to do, I really like to hang out with my friends, even if I'm not okay all the way. I like to just relax with them, really. What about you, Eric? What do you like to do? Well, some things that I enjoy doing, especially when it's been, like, been a really stressful day and I just want to relax, I listen to music. Although I know that's like everyone's, like, baseline thing but it, it really helps because yeah, right. music can sort of be therapy for some and of course sometimes it doesn't work as good for others but for me it does and some other things I like doing is you know like you said writing some poems whether if like I'm bored or something or if I just want to relax play video games and of course these are just our way of doing it but there's like a multitude of things that you can do something as simple as maybe I don't know uh, maybe knitting if you enjoy knitting, keep doing that. That's a way in which you relax yourself and you calm yourself, whether it be like playing a physical sport or just working out when you want to. Those are some things in which you can do to sort of relax yourself and calm yourself. And that's taking one step further into, you know, helping your mental health, into helping, you know, you recover. Because doing things you really like is really just a step into the right direction and what you need. A lot of these things that we don't realize relaxes we all have one thing that we just turn back to and we're like, 
okay, I can I can do this. I can do this. I can keep doing this. I can I can keep focusing on what I need to focus on. And a lot a lot of the time during the pandemic, that's what I used. I used music, and I read like two, three different books each week. Now and as the year years progressed, it was more harder because I had to watch my brother. There was a lot of conflicts like that, but there was just outlets where you could just find ways to relax. And like you said, I hate mentioning this again. I think this is the second time we mentioned it, the pandemic. It really affected everything. It, 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 well, it pretty much made sure that no one was able to go outside for an entire few months, which for some it was their dream. For others, it was a nightmare. It was a year and almost really? two. Yeah, the pandemic, it was almost two oh, years. That's even crazier when you think about it. It was the end of our freshman year, and we Which would be in, like, what, 2016, 27? No, 2019. 2019. 2019. That is, that's crazy to think about. And even then, it's, like I said, it messed a lot of people up. But at here, at like, Southwest, or even, in like, in the outside world, whether you're doing your daily, like, 9-to-5 job, do your best to, like, seek help for yourself. And it's, and, like, if other people shun you for it, and just ignore them, like at the best of like to best you can, because at the end of the day you're boosting yourself. And if other people go to tear you down because you're trying to do something for yourself, then just ignore those people and move far as possibly away from them, because they'll just do nothing but to try to tear you down. Exactly, because in the end, this is you that you're supposed to be working on, not on your best friend, not on your parents, because that's what's happening for me. I had a co-parent, my parents. It was a very difficult time. There is times where we had a had issues, and I couldn't focus on myself because I was focusing on other things. But the main part of this podcast is to help you guys focus on you because that's what we're here for. We're here to spread awareness that you're not alone in this. When it comes to something like, as, like let's say, physical health, you can get help. You can get a trainer. You can go work out. You can go work out with a friend. People can help you along the way. But when it comes to mental health, it's really a solo gig. As much as like it sounds weird to say that, of course, people can help you along the way. You can talk to other people. You can say this, this. At the end of the day, it's you helping yourself. And the only person that's really going to like, f- you know, know what's going on within yourself is you. And it's your duty to yourself because you owe yourself that to know when you're not okay. And yeah. to sometimes be okay with the fact that that's all right. Like losing interest in things that you used to Yeah, have. and it's it's crazy. Like, I'm going to steal this before Luna says it. It's okay to not, not be, okay. be okay. Not be yeah, okay. Yeah, I stole it. I'm sorry. But like I'm saying, it's it's really, as much as like as cliche as it sounds and as cheesy as it sounds, it's really true. There's truth in it. Because at the end of the day, whether or not you have whatever you're dealing with, whatever challenges you may be trying to hurdle over, whatever challenges you're fighting, it's okay to deal with them. And it's okay to seek help in doing so because you're boosting yourself. It's really a win-win for yourself. And I know, and I get it, it's hard for some to like go to someone and get help. That's what I struggled with a while to try to get help. And it sucks. It's, it's really not fun. And if you're not ready to go seek help automatically, you can just buy yourself a journal or make a doc on your computer and just write out how you're feeling that day, how you're doing, journal entries. That's what I used to do before when I couldn't seek help before. If you, like, are not ready for a face-to-face with somebody, there's, like, a multitude of ways you can get services through text. Like, you don't have mm-hmm. to talk to anyone face-to-face. You can text them. It's a lot easier to text than speak Someti- to sometimes for other people's Sometimes, it, for other people, it is easier to text. Yeah, things we need to remember is our resources. Resources we have here is the National Suicide Lifeline. 
at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. So the three-digit code is 988, and that's all. Wrapping up this sort of episode that we've been talking about, you owe it to yourself to, like, seek help, and you owe it to yourself to, like, be okay with the fact that maybe you're not as okay as other people think you are, and do not put up a facade in any sort of way. You owe it to yourself to make the generational change if your parents couldn't get help, because it's not just us teenagers, it's everyone that needs help. Which, of course, with later episodes, which we'll be doing, and we will continue to talk about this for as long as it takes, for as long as, like, the stigma around mental health physics, we'll do our best in order to, like, bring awareness to it, and we will try our hardest to do so. Help yourselves when you couldn't before. You have resources now, and this is us signing off. Have a good day. Mm-hmm.